Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, week eight, five, count them, five ACC games this week. You ready to talk about some games? There are some interesting ones. There are. There are. Yeah, a couple of these spreads here. I didn't even see these, and uh, we got a... We got some conversations to have. Uh, yeah, we certainly do. We certainly do. And yeah. and there are some, like, the night slate for the second week in a row is very loaded. Yeah, I mean, five ACC games, three of them start at 6.30 or later, which is really just fantastic. You know, if you're trying to get eyes on all these games, is have three of the five going on at the same time. So just excellent work there by uh, ESPN and the oh, yeah. Family Network. So good stuff there. Um, Mike, before we get started, we should probably mention to the people that, uh, we are doing this as a live preview. Uh, we have not been doing live previews. We've been doing uh, Saturday night live recaps, AKA Saturday night fever this season. Uh, but we announced yesterday that we were going to do a live preview this week for week eight. And, uh, you would know that if you were going to youtube.com slash at the ACC football podcast, hitting that subscribe button and hitting the bell icon so that you would know when we were set to go live. So, uh, for those joining us right now, really appreciate you sticking with us here and uh, drop your comments and join the conversation. We've been uh, really enjoying the community that we've been building throughout the season. So thank you to those who are there. Uh, if you have missed out on this live stream, you're listening to it after the fact on one of our numerous audio platforms. First of all, appreciate your listenership. Uh, second of all, again, if you you want to know when we're going live, go hit that button at youtube.com slash at the ACC football podcast and you can come join the show uh, live as we record it in the near future when we do so again, announced or unannounced. Subscriptions are really important mm-hmm. to this whole video thing we're doing. So that's right. Basically just going to agree with everything you just said. That's right. Fair enough. And we're like 10 away from the season goals. So just hit the subscribe button. Help us get to 250. Mm-hmm. It was 240 last time I checked. Yeah. Hijack your parents, phones, your wife's accounts, you know, whatever you got to do. Hit that button. Your, we we appreciate your work all. Account, you know, whatever whatever links to Google. That's right. That's right. Uh, Mike, you want to hit some games here? Let's do it. All right. As we have been doing for a while now, uh, we're just going to go in chronological order throughout the day. As new, mentioned, we have one at noon, we have one at three thirty, and then three in the night slate. So we will start at noon on the ACC network. As the Boston College Eagles are on the road at Bobby Dodd Stadium, taking on my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, Georgia Tech a four and a half point home favorite. Total is sixty here. Um, Mike, when I saw this number come out, I I figured that Georgia Tech would be favored here. Mm-hmm. I noted that SP Plus likes Georgia Tech by like nine and a half here, and I note that Vegas likes Georgia Tech by significantly less than that. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks to the general untrustworthiness of Georgia Tech. Um, And there's been a lot, basically, since the Miami game, there has been a lot of discourse in the Georgia Tech fan base about how kind of wildly inconsistent this team has been week to week this year, which is really the thing that has me very nervous, uneasy about this game. I, I think Georgia Tech has the talent advantage to the point that they could easily win this game by double digits. And I I don't think that would be a crazy outcome at all. But I am really struggling with the idea that I might pick that. Um, because, again, I just don't know that I can I can trust them it, it, really at all in any situation. This, and, and then you look at Boston College, and it's, again, a team that's been fairly inconsistent. They've got three wins by three points apiece. Yeah. Like, it's, you know. So, I, I 
this is a huge game for both of these teams. If either one of them, this is this is kind of a, a game that the rest of your season sets up for bowl eligibility if you win here, and if not, it, it's starting to look pretty bleak. So, a lot going on here. What do you what do you see in this matchup? Yeah, a lot of the same. I mean, both teams coming off buys too, uh, which I think we need to mention. A chance to get healthy, mm-hmm. also a chance to either gain some momentum or lose some momentum coming out of the bye, right? That That's mm-hmm. part of it, too. Sometimes, you know, you come out of a, an open week refreshed, right? And then some weeks you look a little bit sluggish, look a little bit uh, like you're out of rhythm. So just something to note there, too. And both teams coming off last-minute wins, Georgia Tech against Miami and Boston College against Army. Good point. Yeah, good point there, too. This is one of those things, right, where how both teams have gotten to three and three, it's been an interesting path, right? Mm-hmm. So BC has gone through quarterback changes. Georgia Tech's had, you know, the a weird loss, right, to Bowling Green in a game where they looked totally incompetent. Then they had a weird win where they just kind of stole one from Miami because the Hurricanes handed it to them. Fell off the back of a truck, basically. Right. Like they were kind of right place, right time sort of thing. And then Haynes King made a couple of big time throws. And then neither of them are playing a game for a week, right? They, they go into an open week and now it's, you're in this spot where Georgia Tech's four and a half point favorite and you're playing this game in Atlanta, which I think is something that matters here because going to Chestnut Hill, it's always a weird place to go play a football game as a road team. Yeah. It, Weird stuff happens in Chestnut Hill. I don't really know what to do with this game because I think these two teams are very, very similar. Uh, Both inconsistent. Both have shown flashes offensively but haven't been able to consistently put it together. Uh, I think Georgia Tech defensively has looked like... I mean, the Bowling Green game wasn't very good, but I thought they played a lot better against Miami for significant stretches of the game, obviously turning over Tyler Van Dyke several times. After Uh, the coordinator change. After the coordinator change. This is the the second game coming out of that coordinator change, right? Uh, Moving away from Andrew Thacker. I don't know what to do here. I think I'm just going to lean into Georgia Tech as a four and a half point favorite, take the jackets here. I do think Georgia Tech is a better team than Boston College. So I'm just going to lean into it. Mm-hmm. I don't know which version of Georgia Tech is going to show up. Conversely, I'm not sure what version of Boston College is going to show up, right? Like, who is Boston College? <laughs> we don't really know. Uh, Thomas Castellanos and 21 other dudes. Right. Castellanos seems good, right? Mm-hmm. He seems like he's got some potential. But, you know, is he good enough to carry the offense on the road against a Georgia Tech defense that, I guess we're going to find out this weekend if they're improving. We don't know for sure. Georgia Tech's defense has been probably the most disappointing unit. I think just looking at these two teams, like Georgia Tech's defense has been the most disappointing unit, I think, out of any in this in this game, right, going in. I think coming into the year, we all expected more out of the Georgia Tech defense than what we've gotten so far. Uh, look at Boston College. I, you and I weren't really anticipating much of anything out of BC this year. I was I was not as high on them as I don't, I'm not sure you were really that high on them, but you were higher on them than I was. I mean, I was expecting more head out of the Boston College offense for what there that's worth. There it is. Yeah. There. You see me giggling over here, just like waiting to drop that Plus one. In? one yeah. yeah. 
mm-hmm. plus one, plus yeah. one to you there. I don't think yeah. he even made it to halftime of the first game, right? Like Dan Rubin selling us on the on the preseason. Of Emmett Moorhead's the guy and the whole thing, and it was yeah, definitely game one. He made a quarterback change and he haven't gone back. Like all right, that's I don't know if that's I mean, a disappointment, but you know, it's different looking for sure. To be fair, if you were expecting Moorhead going into the season, you probably wouldn't have made it out of halftime of game one either. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a hot start, baby. Let's we, go. We are. Please. We are. Get there. God. God. It's a good time to drop that. Uh, just give me, the, give me the jackets. This is already a train wreck. Give me the jackets. Mine's four and a half. I want no part of the over-under. I should, To be honest with you, I really want no part of picking this game. I can see it's going several different directions. Mm-hmm. Just I'm going to lean into the jackets at home. Mine's four and a half. Yeah, I'm like not fired up trying to come up with a lock this week because... There, just like almost every single one of these games, I could see going in any number of directions. Um, so this is just an appropriate place to start. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Boston College in the points, and it's it's a little bit Georgia Tech has historically, and and I'm talking over like three coaching regimes, I probably like half a dozen defensive coordinators, like all this has historically had a problem with mobile quarterbacks. Um, I think in this particular case, it's it's not an athleticism issue with Georgia Tech's defense as much as a discipline issue. That's what I'm concerned about for sure here um, is just can you avoid getting too far upfield, letting him, you know, scoot out the back door and get angles and, and extend plays, uh, you know, scramble, pick up first downs, extend drives, like that kind of thing. Um, I would also mention Georgia Tech has not played particularly well at home there's been a little bit of discourse about that in the last week or so too, about it it seems like for whatever reason, this team plays better on the road, almost like it, uh, it it shows up in Bobby Dodd stadium and sees kind of an underwhelming crowd again. And they're just like, Oh, this is it. So I'll, I'll just, you know, again, maybe it's an emotional hedge. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I'll take Boston college plus the four and a half. Um, I, I, it would be it would just be really appropriate as a Georgia Tech fan to watch them lose this game, um, but I guess we'll say Georgia Tech wins by a field goal. I, I think the last two Boston College games have been twenty seven twenty four, so let's just go with that twenty seven twenty four. That would but, go under, by the way. Yeah, that would be under. Um, yeah, sixty's a little high. I don't know. Again, I could see this thing getting into the upper 30s. I could see this being like 21-17 or something kind yeah. of weird. Which defenses um, are showing up here? Yeah, just hard to right. say. I mean, hard, really and It's hard a nooner say. and just, yeah. <laughs> that too. I don't know. I I feel like both of these teams are unpredictable enough that I would not I would not put my own money on this game one way or the other. I, I just don't know yeah. what's going to happen. There are some really, really important games in terms of bowl eligibility. There's this one, and then there's one we're going to talk about here in a moment. And for as much talk as there's going to be about the night slate in terms of conference championship contention, and rightfully mm-hmm. so, there are some really important games early in the day in terms of ACC bowl eligibility. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure we know a whole lot about any of these teams so, yeah and they all they're all playing each other of course mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah i think you're at the point where yeah this game and the next game you have four teams that the winner sets themselves up 
for a, a chance at bowl eligibility, the loser is more or less eliminated. So, right. And they're four um, of the teams in action this weekend that, you know, have an argument to be either in the middle of the pack or the bottom of the ACC. And there are a handful of others and they're on by this week. So, yep. 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 By the way, my man, Adam Parker, it's not great thus far that the defensive players have specified that the plans are simplified. It's it's a valid point. And really what I want to point out is that when's the last time you heard a player saying, yeah, he made the defense more complicated. Seems like the answer is always to simplify. Everyone always just needs the defense simplified. Like, yeah, just play faster. You <laughs> when want do we talk about play faster? Doing... They got to understand what's going on, you know? Yeah. When do we talk about doing things more complex? That never really happens. I don't know why. What's up, what's up with that? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. It's like a like a conversation I have with yeah, clients. It's like let's just make this easier. Oh, I was going to say with the with the one-year-old either way. Oh, well, I, certainly. <laughs> certainly. I'll take Boston College on the points. Mike's laying him with Georgia Tech. Uh very low confidence I feel like from either of us on this game. Yeah. Um, no, just th- no thanks. Going to be interesting to see what happens, but no promises either way. No bets um, for me, certainly. Yeah, no, I would I would leave it alone. Uh, Mike, that preview brought to you by Section103.com, the Internet's premier place for all things wonderful, comfortable, high-quality, great-looking Georgia Tech apparel. Uh, they have T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, things for men, women, children, something for the whole family. Uh, they've got some jerseys if you want to support uh, Haynes King, Zach Pyron, Dante Smith. Uh, they get, get some NIL dollars going there. They've got all the official word marks, the official tech gold, all sorts of good stuff, plus stickers and even more. Uh, go to section103.com. Use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order. Um, my guy Adam also pointed out that he, he kind of noticed that I was wearing the uh, the coach hoodie here that I got last year. And boy, this thing is soft. It is comfortable as the weather gets kind of cool here. This is the time, man. This is a good hoodie to be wearing. I specifically picked it out for tonight as the weather actually starts to cool down for once here in Houston. Um, so it is a uh, it is a good time to be getting in at section103.com. Once again, use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order. Wait, I have a question. Is it actually not hot there? I thought I heard on the solid verbal today it's weather forecast. It'll be 90 degrees this Saturday. Oh, gosh. I hadn't looked that far ahead. I've just been enjoying the, like, 54-degree mornings. It's... It's really nice after it was like 105 every day for two months, which, yeah. Weather it's been report, pretty nice last couple weekends. Scott. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. Producer slash meteorologist Scott. That's there right. Go. There you go. All right. Uh, 3.30 on the ACC Network. The Pitt Panthers on the road in Winston-Salem taking on the Wake Forest Steam and Deeks. Uh, Deeks are a one-point favorite. Total is 45 and a half. Mike, if you had told me name the spread for this game, I think I might have just short circuited because I just I, I don't know what the appropriate line is or should be. And I saw Wake Forest is favored, and it was like that can't be right. And it was like, what? I mean, can it not? Like I don't know. Got that yawn out of me. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's basically a pick 'em surprise right uh mm-hmm. there's a lot of uncertainty here too right so wake forest they kind of shuffled quarterbacks against virginia tech last week the guy they brought in who looked a lot better than the starter mitch griffiths was michael kern and now michael kern is hurt and he's not gonna be playing this weekend mm-hmm. so it's going to be mitch griffiths again meanwhile pittsburgh is on week two of their backup quarterback experiment with christian Veyer. so this lends itself to some 
potentially poor offensive football. And yes, I know we can say, okay, Wake Forest has their starting quarterback in, but I don't think that Mitch Griffiths was going to be the starter if Michael Kern was healthy, Mm -mm. just based on what I saw in the second half of the game against Virginia Tech last Saturday. Which team has the quarterback advantage here between Pitt's backup quarterback and Mitch Griffiths? Small sample size, but Vayer didn't look that bad last weekend. Now, he only completed about half his passes, but he threw for 200 yards, didn't turn the ball over. Uh, Option-ass offense. Looked like the offense looked a little bit more crisp, which is... Mm -hmm. Let's tread lightly on crisp, I guess, but looked a little bit better than what it looked like under Dracovic. So, quarterback uncertainty here. Also... Neither team can really run the ball really all that effectively this year, which also (laughs) makes these offenses very similar, Joey. Also, both offenses lack explosiveness in the passing game in terms of their wide receivers getting open on a regular basis. We haven't seen that much out of Pitt. Wake Forest obviously reeling from the loss of Donovan Green in the offseason, and they really haven't had consistency in the passing game with Taylor Marin or Jamal Banks. Uh, Two good receivers for sure. But Wake has not gotten them. They haven't gotten them the ball on a consistent basis. Mm-mm. So this is a total mess here. And then you got two defenses that look lost at times, look competent at other times. Two very similar teams. I have no idea what to do here. This is the second consecutive preview we're doing where I literally have no idea. Uh, feels like a circle the wagons game for Pittsburgh a little bit. Feels like, you know, you're coming off of a Louisville win that a lot of people weren't expecting. You won by 17, and a lot of that, I think, had to do with the fact you had an 85-yard pick six, and you know you forced a couple of Louisville turnovers. You were outgained by 200 yards in that game, so you're probably not winning by 17 very often. You may not be winning that game often at all if you play 10 times. Mm-hmm. So Pittsburgh still has some doubters after last week, even though it was a very nice win at home. Can they pick up another one here on the road at Wake Forest? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. I mean, the rules say that somebody has to win. Like, this can't end in a tie, right? Like, I don't – I'm with you. Like, this is – I think this is probably two of the bottom four or five teams in the ACC this year. For sure. Right? Like, again, neither one has been particularly impressive at – almost anything this year offense defense like I don't know and it's just it's just it's strange because like you've gotten so used to a certain level of consistency at least from Pittsburgh's defense and at least from Wake Forest offense and Mm -hmm. it just is kind of not there this year um yeah so it's like I don't I don't know what to do here and it's like oh well you know, I know there's like a there's a number out there of uh, Pat Narduzzi has like a really great track record in games where it's the spread is like three and a half or less, um, either as as an underdog or as a favorite. Like they've covered seventy five percent of the time or something like that. Like it's it's a lot, but even that hasn't really held all that true this year. Um, I think I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I mean, it's basically a pick 'em, right? Yeah. I think I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Wake is 0-3 in conference. And as you try to explain that, just note that they they got beat pretty comfortably by Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech, and they played a pretty close game against Clemson. So mm-hmm. 
just make any single damn that bit of sense up. about that. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I I'm going to take Pittsburgh just because if nothing else, I think they can be a little bit more physical here. Yeah. And, and especially with the, the issues that wake has had on the offensive line, they've struggled to run the ball at that point. I, I think I'll give it to Pittsburgh. I think, but again, this could be ugly. Totals 45 and a half. It's a rematch of the uh, 2021 ACC championship game. Yep. Yeah, it's going to look a little bit different than that. This is not uh, not Kenny Pickett <laughs> and Sam Hartman and all their dudes that were on that those teams. Was that yeah. Jordan Addison, Pittsburgh? Yes. Gosh. My, how things change. Is he being a candidate, Pittsburgh? Um, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, two really good offenses. We're not gonna be able to say the same here. Uh, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I have to pick a winner. Uh, give me Pittsburgh as well. I was just really not impressed, but well, I, I mean, <laughs> Virginia Tech played Pittsburgh and kicked the shit out of them. Sorry. Uh, beat them to a pulp a few weeks ago. So I, I've seen that too, but come, that Wake Forest team was just really uninspiring mm-hmm. last weekend. Uh, yeah, give me Pitt. And you know what? I lean under, but I'm also just going to stay away from the total because yeah. this is one of those games that tells you, all right, there's backup quarterback on one side making a second start. There's probably the lesser of the two quarterbacks on the other side, you know, kind of doing what he's been doing all year. I just... Conventional wisdom would tell you under, but that's why you stay away because these defenses haven't really been all that inspiring either. Yeah, not at all. I was going to say, like, I, if anything, I lean under, but I mean, it would not surprise me if this got, you know, well into the 20s, you know, even, even towards 30, you know, like that's, I have, again, low confidence in what's going to happen here. Um, you can watch out of morbid curiosity, but again, this is, uh, this is almost certainly an elimination game for bowl eligibility. I think at least for wake forest Pitt making a bowl game at this point is still kind of a stretch, but if they're going to make it, they have to have this one. So for both, it's an elimination game for both. I think. Yeah. Look at Um, the schedules. Pitt winning. This would put them at three and four. And they would still need to win three of the five against at Notre Dame, home against Florida State, home against Syracuse, home against Boston College, at Duke. So they would need to pull off another upset, a <laughs> yeah. big upset. No way. On the yeah. road, most likely. No way. So, no yeah, way. Prob- probably not. Probably yeah. not. But if Wake gets beat here, that's almost certainly over for them. Too. We've already talked about the Wake Forest schedule down the stretch. and It's not forgiving. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really not good. So, yep. All right. Well, uh, pit for the both of us, but again, low degree of confidence here. Still no locks, no total plays. We will move on here, Mike. Let's go to the night slate starting at 6.30 p.m. on noted ACC football channel, the CW, where the Virginia Cavaliers are on the road in Chapel Hill, taking on the number 10 North Carolina Tar Heels. Tar Heels, a 23 and a half point favorite. Total is 57 points. Um, the only thing that would make me interested in taking Virginia here is if I found out that they were going back to Anthony Calandria. (laughs) 
I want no part of this Tony Musket Virginia experience. Like I just, it is a low ceiling play. You know, it, I guess maybe it elevates the floor a little bit, but like that is really not doing a whole lot for you at this point. Um, this is that is not a good situation. I, I think North Carolina can and will tear this Virginia team to shreds. And the only hope you have is someone like Calandria going out there and playing YOLO ball and maybe you connect on a few down the field and make it kind of entertaining in the second half, but low degree of confidence in that happening. If I got to lock up anything this week, it might be, maybe it's the over here. No, I don't know. There's a chance. This, there's a chance this Carolina. Producer Scott, you got something to say? I think North Carolina could score 57 themselves. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> Unbiased I mean, Virginia Tech. They just put up 40-plus on Syracuse like it was no big deal. Right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. But. And this is Virginia. That That's the thing, though, is like there's a chance that, you know, this is like a shutout or near it. Adam Parker, Tony Elliott out here coaching like he's getting a top five draft pick out of this season. <laughs> when his only real prize is getting canned. <laughs> getting a buyout, sir. Um, yeah. I'm laying him with North Carolina. I'll lay 24 and a half or 23 and a half. Sorry. That's, that's probably about the most confident pick I'm going to have tonight is I'm not. I'm not interested in Virginia in this game. I, I especially if they run Tony Musket out there, I don't think they're keeping this close. Yeah, I think the only way I would be interested in picking Virginia is if Bryce Perkins was starting this game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, is he I'm in laying the CFL with, or the XFL these days. 28, 29, 30 years old don't matter. Uh, I'm I'm rolling with Carolina as well here, minus twenty three and a half. Not locking it up because that's a gigantic spread, and I know better. But I will happily lay them with Carolina here. I don't even really know what else to say here, other than Carolina looks like one of the most complete teams in the country, mm-hmm. <laughs> like let alone the ACC. The country, yeah. really good throwing the ball, really good running the ball. Defense has been seemingly improving every week. They're a pretty complete team. Uh, they're a sleeper playoff pick. Like, I think all that stuff, I think the hype is real with them. I think they're really freaking good. Drake May is incredible. Receiving core has been good. Running the ball great. Carolina's really freaking good, guys. Like, they're real good. So, yeah, give me the Tar Heels here. Virginia's a disaster. Like, they're just not a whole lot of good things to say about them right now. And uh, I don't know if they're going to find a second win this year. But if they were to find one, it's definitely not going to be here. So, in my experience, when you when you see games like this with big spreads, I'm talking about like outside of three touchdowns. If you go look at SP Plus, a lot of times it's going to say it's not 24; it's like a 19 point difference, or it's something like a little bit more conservative than that. SP Plus has UNC by 23.6. So uh, right on the money, <laughs> basically saying this is on the money. Yeah, is that this is the correct spread. That's when when it's telling you that the difference is that many points. That is a uh, stark difference in quality. And yeah, 
I mean, it, I don't think it would take almost anything for North Carolina to win this game 42 to 10, something like that. I mean, this could get real ugly in a hurry. And I think if that total were down near like 49, I would say over for sure. But especially north of 56, it's like you just got to kind of bank on like when does North Carolina call off the dogs here. And um, I mean, they got a look ahead spot here. They're, they're heading on the road next week to uh, Atlanta taking on the, uh, the old Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And that's mostly a joke, but Atlanta has been a bit of a house of horrors for North Carolina. So there is that, but they're not actually looking forward to that. But I was it's, say, there is kind of some irony there, though, is mm-hmm. what I was going to bring up next. But you covered that for me. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm laying 23 and a half with North Carolina and Mike is as well. And if I have to pick a total this week, I don't think it's this one. I don't think it's this one. No, I got a better one coming up. We have two better ones coming up, actually. I got my eye on one of them as well. <laughs> I, yeah, I am not interested in picking this total. Yeah, so. pass. All right, Carolina. Carolina's just going to have to get most of the way there by themselves. And it's kind of a name your score game here for Carolina. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think Virginia's offense could potentially score a touchdown. Maybe two. If they score two touchdowns, I think this game gets over. I'm just not confident they will. So, Yeah, 14 would mean North Carolina needs 43, which, yeah, that's a, that is a reasonable place. 40 last week against a better defense than Virginia has. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. All right, 730 on ACC, uh, ACC, ABC. Um we just call it ACC at this point. Uh, the number 16 yeah. Duke Blue Devils on the road in Tallahassee taking on the number four Florida State Seminoles. Knowles, a 14 and a half point home favorite. Total is 49. Mike, uh, what real we, quick, we, the, the conference wishes that that television network was named ACC. They'd be in a lot better shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would, you know, alleviate some concerns. Florida State and Clemson wouldn't be looking to leave that ACC. That's correct. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, We've talked about this season when you see a spread like 14 and a half, it's like mm-hmm. begging you to take Duke. And it's, yeah. it's like, oh, here, we'll, we'll give you the key number plus the hook. And, uh, you know, it's kind of begging you. And then, like, I feel like a sucker doing that. Yeah. But I'm kind of thinking, I'm kind of thinking Duke and the under here. Hmm. Duke's defense has been good this year. Yeah, like, been- good, good. I will say with respect to the spread that the first time I looked at it, it was at 14. Then I looked at it at 13 and a half. And then right before we came live today, it was at 14 and a half. So it's been bouncing around that 14 number. And SP plus only has Florida state here by about a touchdown. So saying there's a, there's a good amount of difference between what it thinks and, and the spread here. Now, some of the spread is probably influenced by the question of is Riley Leonard playing for Duke? And if he is, what you know, what's his status actually, other than other than active? You know, is he is he able to move around a little bit post high ankle sprain, or is he kind of hobbled and, and more of a pocket quarterback than he's used to being? Because I do think that that kind of changes the dynamic here a little bit, is if, if Riley Leonard is not able to get out and extend plays and use his feet and extend drives. I it it does seem to put a damper on what that Duke offense is going to do. Um, yeah, we mentioned Henry Henry Boleyn last week with a couple of touchdown passes 
but I mean, he was four out of 12 for a hundred yards and it was not pretty other than a couple of long touchdowns, basically that I don't even know how much that was him versus, you know, run after the catch situations. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to take Duke to cover 14 and a half. And I feel like this is a little bit of a sucker bet on, on some of like if, if Florida state shows up and they want to, you know, run this up as much as they can, I think they can cover this number, but I just trust that the coaching job and what we've seen from that Duke defense this year, uh, I, I'm going to take Duke in the points at least to keep it competitive. Maybe it's like a 10 point game, something like that. And I'm definitely leaning towards the under here because I think if Duke is able to do that, it's it's something like a 24 to 14 kind of situation that's going to come in pretty well short of 49. Christian Neal, 24 14. There you go. I swear Fair. I didn't see that and copy it. I just I, I said it and then I looked over and saw it. <laughs> Boom. Great minds think alike. I assume Christian Neal's a great mind. He gets the same score as you, Joey, right? Got it. I mean, he clearly clicked the subscribe button and the bell icon and showed That's up right. at youtube.com slash at the ACC football he showed podcast. Up. He showed up to the lives. He showed up to the live show. It's good enough for us. That's right. Uh, Florida State, lock it up. Mm. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. This is a bad matchup up front for Duke. You have a lot of trust in Florida State. Defensive you've, line. Mike, you've said that again about them against Clemson and Notre Dame. And just saying, they they held their own in both those games. Bad matchup up front for Duke. Um I don't I don't think Riley Leonard is gonna be near a hundred percent. Kind of baking that into. Um the, the way I look at this is Florida State has kind of been screwing around quite a bit this year in some games where I think they some games that probably should have had more of their attention, specifically Clemson, right? Thought Clemson got up for that game. It was in Death Valley. That factors in. But when Florida State has played a primetime game against an opponent that everybody claims is good, like LSU, Granted, it was the opener. Granted, it was a whole offseason of hype. Florida State kind of beat that ass, right? Mm-hmm. It's not lost on me that this is a 7.30 game in Tallahassee. Yeah. Like, 7.30 in Tallahassee. I would be interested to see how well Duke runs the ball here. think that could be a little bit of an issue. I'm not sure Duke has the playmakers at receiver to consistently test the Florida State secondary. It's going to be a lot on Riley Leonard like it always is. And he's coming off of a high ankle sprain type injury that I'm not sure he's going to be 100. I mean, that that happened three weeks ago. That'll be three mm-hmm. weeks ago Saturday, right? He had the bye week and then didn't play a week ago. Um, I mean, the immediate feedback afterwards was... We don't think this is season ending, which is not like, oh, he's going to be fine in a couple of weeks. It's, you know, like we can probably find a way for him to play through it or something like right. that. Right. And the nature of the injury looked like it was something that, okay, if that's not breaking his ankle, but he's okay, it's probably high ankle sprain. Like mm-hmm. that's just what it looked like. Um, those linger. Those tend to linger. I mean, Elko said it's 
it's looking good that he'll play. I mean, if he doesn't play, Duke's going to get killed here. I, I don't, you know, if he doesn't play, this thing's a wrap uh, based on what I saw out of their offense last week. Like, you yeah. can't only complete four passes against Florida State and expect to be competitive, right? So I am assuming that Leonard's going to play here. I just think that even if he does play, going to be a little hobbled, won't necessarily be the same version of Leonard. If Leonard looks good, it could absolutely be competitive for sure. But the impetus of my pick is not hinging on Leonard's health entirely. It's that I don't think that Duke's receivers are going to be able to consistently get open against Florida State secondary. I think Florida State up front against Duke's offensive line will be extremely competitive. And then on the other side of the ball, Florida State's got some playmakers at receiver that Duke hasn't really seen yet. Like, think about this a little bit, right? Like, they saw some decent receivers against LSU. They saw a Tyler Brown is a good receiver at Clemson, but Clemson does not have the receiving core uh, that Florida State has. Notre Dame certainly doesn't have the receiving mm-hmm. core that Florida State has. This is the best receiving core that Duke has played this year. Yeah. Keon yeah, Coleman. It's a good way of putting that. Yeah. Keon Coleman, stud. Keon Coleman's the single best receiver they've seen all year. Johnny Wilson, if he's healthy, right? That, that's a big if. He didn't play last week. If he's healthy and plays opposite of Keon Coleman, I think that's significant. I just don't I don't know if Duke's gonna hold up here. I think they'll be competitive early. I just think 14 and a half. I think Florida State can cover that. Maybe win this game by 16 or 17. I'm not saying Duke's gonna fold up. They're too well coached. I don't expect this to be a blowout. I just think that this is a this is a good spot for Florida State at home night game. This will have their full attention. Duke's been playing good football this year. Duke does have a very good defense, but I just don't think they've seen quite the level of athlete that Florida State presents here. Mm-hmm. And I think this game will have Florida State's full attention. If it doesn't, I think we're asking more existential questions about Florida State moving forward. Uh, you know, are they really the fourth best team in the country if they're not winning this game by a few scores? Because Duke is a good team, but Duke doesn't have the athletes Florida State has. Right. So that's when I think we're asking more existential questions about Florida State in terms of like, what is their ceiling this year? Which we're already asking those types of questions. But this is the game that kind of gets you back on that right track where it's like, all right, this might be a a team that's a playoff team and like could make some noise once they get there sort of thing. Right now, we're not there with them. And this is the time to prove it. Yeah. I, I think it's a great point that you make, and, and I hadn't really thought of it that way. Is yeah, I mean Clemson. I guess Clemson is probably the most dynamic group of receivers that this Duke team has seen this year. Yeah, Clemson or LSU, it's kind and of cl- close. Duke I didn't mean, play LSU. Oh yeah, Duke didn't play LSU. Yeah, Florida State yeah, played LSU. Florida yeah, State played yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, Florida State played them. Yeah, Duke, so Duke is... has played Clemson, Lafayette, Northwestern, UConn, Notre Dame, and NC State. And yeah, it's probably probably Clemson on a scale from like one to 10, you know, being, you know, least to most dynamic Clemson's maybe like a five or six. Yeah. And everyone else is probably less than that. And Florida state's like a nine or a 10. Like this is, this is one of the probably five most daunting one, two punches of wide receivers in the country right now. Yeah. Um, And I did see a report that Johnny Wilson is expected to play on, on Saturday. So that's a valid point. I, I, um, yeah, it's like Duke has looked really good, but it, 
I mean, call it receivers, even just like, you know, dynamic offenses in general. I haven't been impressed with what I've seen from Notre Dame on offense the last few weeks since the Duke game, basically. It took him a full 60 minutes to get to 21 points in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Clemson was, was messing around and, and only scored seven. You were like, impressed by Notre Dame against USC's terrible defense last weekend? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, you know, grading on a curve there. But uh-huh. in any case, <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, it's a valid point. I guess that this will be a huge test for Duke is that in, in an, a really interesting data point because next week they go on the road and they're going to go play Louisville. Mm-hmm which is like a probably a six or a seven on that scale that I was talking about. Like not as dynamic as Florida state, but probably more than any other team that they've played so far. Yeah. So, and they've also got another game against North Carolina a few weeks after that. So there's the best offenses on their schedule are here in the, in the back half. And this is an important data point, I think for this game. I'll take Duke in the 14 and a half. And, the, and really the big reason being, I, I trust the the defensive coaching, especially of Mike Elko. It seems like their front and, and some of the things that they do just seem to kind of confuse quarterbacks and get in their heads. And there's an element of me too, that if, if Duke is really just not able to do almost anything on offense, does, does Florida state kind of put it in cruise control a little bit and mm-hmm. just run the ball and, and try to get this game over with, like you don't need style points here. I don't think. Yeah. Um, if, if this isn't a game that you feel like you're in any danger of losing. So I don't know. Uh, I'll take Duke and Duke and the under, and you have Florida state locked up. I don't want anything to do with the total, by the way. That's fair. I don't think I mentioned anything with that. So yeah, it's 49. So yeah, I think it's under or nothing for me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take the over because there's a decent shot that Florida state could win this game, like 35 to 10. And, yeah, uh, I, that that's under. So yeah, that that wins the bet. Yep, yep. All right, Mike. Last one, eight o'clock on the ACC network. The Clemson Tigers on the road in South Beach or Coral Gables or wherever, taking on the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, Clemson, a three-point road favorite. Total is forty-eight and a half. We talked about this on the recap of like you know. Who, whose spread is it anyways or you know what what line is it anyways basically what, what yeah, is the right. parcel thing um we were about right here mm-hmm. miami has lost two in a row they are winless in acc play for what that's mm-hmm. worth which is kind of funny yeah. that is pretty very funny because they're probably one of the three or four best teams in the conference <laughs> yeah <still. laughs> probably probably um th- I, once again speaking of games that could kind of go in any direction yeah I feel like either of these teams could win this game by two touchdowns. Like I, yeah, I think that's on the table. Like this is probably the best defense that Miami has faced other than maybe Texas A&M. And that game seemed like it completely got away from the Aggies. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What, what's your, what's your take or your, uh, your assessment here? I don't know because the last time we saw Clemson, they barely scored against wake forest. Um, I will say this about Miami. Yes, Miami's lost the last two weeks. Uh, I don't think they have to hang their head, really, about losing to North Carolina. I understand it got away from them in the third quarter. And, you know, you lose the game by 10, but you're really down 17. They're late. Uh, It got away from them for sure. And it didn't go as well defensively as it had in a lot of the games they played this year. 
you kneel down again. I, I'm still stuck on that. Like you kneel down against Georgia Tech, that's a victory, right? So I'm trying not to overreact to the last two weeks of losses by Miami. I think they lost to a more complete team in North Carolina last week. I think that game probably doesn't get as far away from Miami as it did if the Hurricanes just take care of the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemson, I don't really trust offensively, and I think Miami's defense is better than they showed a week ago. So mm-hmm. when you talk about this game kind of going in either direction, that's exactly what could happen here. I have more concerns, I think, going into this game about Miami's turnover issues offensively than I do maybe Clemson's inefficiencies offensively that we kind of saw last time they played. If you're willing to give it up, Clemson will uh, will gladly take it from you. On yeah, so I think when I look at this game, it's tough because I I want to pick Miami here because I think a lot of people will be on Clemson. I want to bet Miami. But Van Dyke's been really turning the ball over a bunch the last two weeks. He's going to have to play a really clean game here. Uh, Clemson's front this year defensively has been really good. Uh, front seven, they're elite. There aren't many front sevens in the country I'm taking over Clemson's. They've been really, really good in the trenches yeah. and linebacking core. And I think if Miami struggles to hold on to the football, like you mentioned, like Clemson will gladly take it. It's going to be a matter of Clemson finishing drives in the red zone, which is something that has been kind of an up and down thing for them this year. It plagued them in the lost Florida state late in the game, right? Uh, not finishing drives. It plagued them against wake forest being unable to put that game away. So they got to finish drives here against a good Miami defense. I think going in and just seeing how the Miami offense has looked. I think I hate this pick. I think I'm going with Clemson. I think they cover the three. I think it's inside a touchdown. I really want to pick Miami, but Van Dyke just, I can't trust him to not turn the football over. That's where I'm at. And I don't think Miami is as bad as they've been the last two weeks. I think Miami is a potential... This is this is I'm laying with Clemson for the podcast, but if you want a little bit of action on Miami money line, I think consider it is what I would say. Uh, if you want to play this game, if you want to bet the game, consider Miami on the money line. But I think for purposes of this podcast, I think there's more certainty with Clemson covering the three. So just give me the Tigers, I guess. I didn't think Miami was bad last weekend for what that's worth. I, I thought they ran up against a team that. We we might be approaching like buzzsaw level mm-hmm. with North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like they like could win the could win the conference mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, they're on a clip. Currently, we're we're staring down a, a Charlotte ACC championship game of Florida State and North Carolina, and that's probably inside of a touchdown spread at this point. Like that's yeah. that's a competitive game. You know, two, the two of the best teams in the conference for sure. Um, so I don't think there's any shame in going to Chapel Hill and losing the way that they did, especially with a lead at halftime. Like. You know, just it happens. That's fine. Um, I'm just over here kind of chuckling at the idea of just with the way that things have gone. Mm-hmm. Clemson is favored. And if they mm-hmm. win this game, Miami is going to be 0-3 in the ACC. Very funny. <laughs> I cannot emphasize that enough. That would be very that would be a very funny outcome for us on the recap on Saturday night. That will be hilarious. Yes. And and there is then there becomes a moment where I start wondering about 
the uh, the thing I think that we said Bud Elliott mentioned of like quit factor. At what point is the new Miami still just Miami? And yeah, you've lost three in a row in varying frustrating fashions and the whole thing just starts to crumble a little bit now next week you get virginia which is the medicine that cures all ailments so there's that but you know there's still games left at florida state and then against louisville at home after that which very easy to see you losing both of those games and then you're staring down a three and five finish in conference play hell yeah (laughs) man that is uh that would be a hell of a way to finish a season after you started 4-0 out of conference. Um, that is 100% on the table, brother. I'm just telling you that right now. 7-5 and five, playing in the Sun Bowl in El Paso on New Year's <laughs> Eve. Give me hell Clemson yeah. in the under. Clemson in the under here. Um, yeah. And, and I, I actually like the under quite a bit. Let's lock up under 48 and a half. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. I think this is going to be a little bit of a slugfest. I think, yeah. again, this is the best defense that Miami has seen this year, I think, other than maybe Texas A&M. And at that point, I think I think Clemson's offense is going to move the ball a little bit better than A&M did. And it's, they're going to have just like less freak failure, you know, leakage kind of plays um, that I think, you know, A&M gave up a few big plays in that game. I think there were a couple of special teams things that really like changed that game. It totally got away from the Aggies in the second half. Um, I think Clemson, this might be a little bit of where you're kind of reminded, like Clemson's not ranked, but they're still Clemson. Like they, yeah. they, they can yeah. still go into your house and, and win that game. Like it, it's totally understandable. And it's it, even kind of a frustrating way that they lost to Florida state. They looked like a mess at Duke opening the season and losing, but like I, they're still Clemson. Yeah. They're still Clemson, and they can absolutely yeah. win this game. Uh, I mean, the Clemson, the the version of Clemson we've seen offensively for the better part of the last like four or five weeks, that team is probably still favored against Duke if they play tomorrow. Um, because again, they're still Clemson. It'd be very close. That spread to open the year was what, like fourteen? It was. Oh, it would not be fourteen. No, yeah, right. Yeah, it, it was, was double it was digits. A couple, yeah, it was a couple scores. It would not be that. Uh, it would be probably inside a touchdown. Yeah, right? say like four ish, something yeah. like that. Like pretty small. I do like your under twelve and a half. Here. It was twelve, 12 and a half. half. Twelve and a half. Okay. I think it would be like four, four and a half probably. Mm-hmm. I uh, I also like the under. Not enough to lock it up, but this is actually the only total I was looking at. I kind of referenced it a few minutes ago where I was like, oh, I kind of like that. Uh, I'm on the under here as well. Uh, I got a little rambly about my Clemson Miami pick there a minute ago, but yeah, I'm on the under as well. That's fair. Um, one other thing that I think we should probably like keep an eye on in this game and not saying this as wishful thinking, not saying this as, 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 and he's it's sort of real. I guess maybe it's a little bit speculative. We mentioned on the recap that against North Carolina, Tyler Van Dyke took a handful of just brutal shots in that game. Yeah. He got rocked a few times standing back in the pocket. He's now going up against, as you mentioned, Mike, a very, very capable Clemson front seven defensive mm-hmm. line, et cetera. 
does something happen here health-wise that you know you knock Van Dyke out for a drive or two, or if he even has to leave the game altogether? Um, I think it's on it's on the table, and just again, the human body can only put up with so much. And and again, a couple of the hits I saw him take last week was whew, like probably had a couple of good bruises or didn't sleep all that great all week. And yeah, he has right not late. been he has not been a full go in practice this week mm-hmm. either he's been a bit limited now i think it's been more precautionary than anything else right to expect mm-hmm. him to play but he got hit pretty hard in that game against carolina mm-hmm. yeah right leg injury for tyler van dyke but today they said he's fit to play for clemson so mm. there you go there you go we'll see how that goes anything else here mike If Miami takes care of the football, like they'll be game here, I think. I mean, like I said, they could they could win this game by ten points. Like, yeah, that would surprise me. I think a, that might surprise me a little bit. Like Clemson's offense, I think would have to like really, it would have to be a Wake Forest like shit the bed type thing, mm-hmm. where I think it would have to be Miami by multiple scores. It would be Van Dyke's taking care of the ball. Oh, and Clemson's offense can't do anything. That's what it would have to be. That would surprise me a little bit. I think that'd be probably out of all the outcomes, that'd probably be the most surprising. So that's where I'm at with it. Joey, we lost you. No, he's back. back. We there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're back. Yep. Live stuff. That's fun. Um, By the way, it's something that you also alluded to on the recap. Um, you know, if Miami managed to break out the turnover chain a couple times in this game, like that could change things. Like that's still doing turnover props. It seems like probably not. That's a little bit too nonsensical for a very serious man like Mario Cristobal. Yeah. He's not serious about taking knees, but he is serious about <laughs> taking away the turnover props. <laughs> it was just so easy. I mean, you know there were like middle schoolers watching that, like you know, Daddy, why is he not taking a knee? It's like the middle schoolers knew it. Like it's the whole like ask Madden thing. Yeah, like the really old school like OGs of NCAA football will know. Like ask Corso. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Corso would tell you what play to run. Turnover trident, Adam Parker. <laughs> Maybe they should try to take a knee. Mario is trying to take on the, uh, what is it, Aquaman, Jason Momoa? He's just trying to be that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Mike, that's all I got on ACC games this weekend. With one exception. At 2 o'clock on... Wait, wait, time out. Before we even preview this game, Bowling Green beat Buffalo last Saturday. They did. Beat them outright by 10. Yeah. Yep. I think this is a quality loss for Georgia Tech now, and I think we should be ranking the Jackets. <laughs> that's that's my big takeaway here. Um, yeah. That's right. Two o'clock on noted ACC Football Network ESPN+. Plus. Uh, oh, good. The Bowling Green Falcons are at home taking on the Akron Zips. Bowling Green's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Holy smokes, favored by more than a touchdown. <laughs> the, the total is 38 points, Mike. <laughs> 
does this come on uh does this come on the cw after seventh heaven <laughs> uh what is a after really seventh like... heaven but before uva unc <laughs> i gotta do some more like memory deep diving to come up with more like 90s 2000s teen dramas that uh i can reference here what was the uh there was something that, was it seventh heaven was the one about yeah he had like teenage daughters or something that they were like dating and some stuff i don't yeah I didn't gilmore girls i don't know gilmore girls yeah that works uh yeah. oh one tree hill better than this guys being dudes adam parker <laughs> one tree hill stands rise up good thing he said something about that because i was about to call it big tree hill which would have been very wrong so. <laughs> <laughs> i did he said is, that is like Grey's Anatomy on the CW these I, days. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I need you to do some research here, Mike. Charmed. There you so, go. Thank you, Adam. So Bowling Green. Uh, I think we might be laying in with the Falcons. Yeah, I'm laying. I mean, this is going to be this is one of the only teams Bowling Green is going to be facing all year outside of Georgia Tech. That's worse than they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's facts. Facts. Um, Everything checks out, Joey. We good? No. Yeah. No. Okay. No questions. Okay. No questions. Um, Akron's one and six. Their win was a three point win over Morgan State. Yikes. Go Bears, baby. The Bears. Yeah, that's wow. Okay. Um, they have since gotten smoked by Kentucky. They almost beat Indiana. They almost beat Buffalo. They got smoked by Northern Illinois. And they almost, well, it's like a touchdown game against Central Michigan. So, yeah. Uh, Akron, it's, uh, it's been a little bit rough. We'll see what uh, Connor Bazelak and the boys are able to do for the Falcons and they somehow still employed Scott Leffler somehow still employed is right. Mm-hmm. Uh, really important game here for Bowling Green to keep pace in the Mac, by the way. Mm-hmm. So yep. they have a tiebreaker over Buffalo. Like we mentioned uh, Bowling Green, did Bowling Green play Ohio already? They did. They <laughs> lost 38 to seven. Yeah. To the Ohio. wagon. So Ohio is going to have to lose a couple times here, but uh, Bowling Green, I mean, want to stay yeah. in the mix in the, in the Mac East. I mean, you win here. Don't look now, but you only got to win two out of Ball State, Kent State, Toledo, and Western Michigan to be bowl eligible. Uh, I mean, Toledo will be tough, but all those other games are winnable. It's Smallville that this game comes on after. By the Smallville. Way. Got it. <laughs> Team favorite Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Land with the Falcons. Sure. Why not? And the under, because... So nothing makes you feel alive like taking under 38 in a Mac game. <laughs> makes me feel Smallville, if you know what I mean. There you go. There you there go. There it is. It is. Yeah. There it is. All right. On that note, Mike, uh, we ready to get out of here? We didn't mention home field and we did not mention vivid seats because I skipped over them. We were doing previews earlier. Do it now. No time like the present. Mike. Okay. Uh, we're sponsored by home field. Uh, use promo code GOACC at checkout. Homefieldapparel.com. 15% off your first order. I know a bunch of you have done it. We've seen the numbers, but the rest of you need to do it. Go get yourself officially licensed collegiate apparel. Very comfortable. Vintage designs, logos. Uh, they have mini collections for the big games every week. Not sure they have a mini collection for the ACC games. I got to check my email. Uh, not sure they have one this week, but don't quote me on that. But yeah, uh, go to homefieldapparel.com. We have links uh, in the description of this YouTube video. Got links in the bio, so to speak, over on Twitter. And uh, yeah, shout out to them for their sponsorship. We are also sponsored by Vivid Seats. 
this is really important. What I'm about to lay out here for you. You have to use the link that's in the description. You have to use the link that's on our Twitter account. Uh, you have to use the link that's going to be posted wherever you listen to this podcast in the episode description. And, and when you, you hit do, that link, if you do use promo code BCPOD20 for $20 off your first order of $200 or more. Listen, if you're going to a college football game this fall, you're probably going to be spending more than $200 if you're buying a ticket for more than just yourself anyway. So just use our promo code, get $20 off, support the podcast, right? Uh, support our lovely sponsors at Vivid Seats. And uh, yeah, shout out to them for their sponsorship this football season. Absolutely. Just Big shout out to Home Field. Note. Yeah, Home Field, great. My, my recent uh, Home Field purchase was just uh, commandeered by my pregnant wife. So mm-hmm. it's no longer mine. That's how they're comfortable. Very comfortable. That's how you know it's good is when it gets in the door and you don't even get to wear it before like your wife hijacks it. Like that's 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 a good uh, good sign. Good sign. Yes. No doubt about it. Yep. Mike Scott, anything else before we work on getting out of here? Like, subscribe, leave reviews on Apple, Spotify. Those are fun to read. Um use the use the links in the description. Thanks for watching. Absolutely. Mike, Saturday Night Fever, we said is on this week? It is on. Oh, real quick, straight up. Penn State, Ohio State in Columbus, straight up. What's the spread? What do I don't know. It's at noon. I think it's four. Oh, that's a good guess. See, we, we talk a big game about we're not professional handicappers. I'm actually pretty decent at uh, pulling spreads out of the thin air. Uh, I want to say Penn State, but I think Franklin I'm going to say. never beats them. Never yeah, except for that one time that they did four and a half and 16 four and a half. That was Joe Moorhead. I, I want to say Penn State, but I'm going to say Ohio State. Yeah, I think it's in the horseshoe. I think they get it done. Yeah, they're getting Ohio healthy. State covers. Yeah, thanks. Much talent here. outside. Yeah, I will say um, I thought the discussion a couple weeks ago from uh, Split Zone Duo, they were trying to come up with a scenario where. Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State fans all end the season like in a decent place. And I completely agree with what they came to the, the conclusion is basically there has to be like a round robin between those three teams. Yeah. Ohio State has to beat Michigan for Ohio mm-hmm. State fans to be okay. I think Michigan needs to go to the playoff, which means Michigan needs to beat Penn State. Mm-hmm. And Penn State needs to pull off an upset against one of them, which means it has to be Ohio State. Yep. So I think... So that would start the chain of events, basically, that would result in those three fan bases being okay. But in the horseshoe, I will take Ohio State. Going to be a really fun 10-2 season once again for Penn State. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Those fans are better, frankly. But Franklinly. But- and a topic for the recap show on Saturday night is uh, if... There are five undefeated conference champions. Does the ACC get left out? No, no. For, Florida State with that win over LSU. If they if they're thirteen and zero and they've beaten North Carolina and everyone else, Florida State's in. But we can talk about that more on Saturday. Maybe. <laughs> I think I think as of today, yes. But we'll talk about Saturday. Yep, let's do it. 
All right, let's get out of here. We will come back and do Saturday Night Fever for a live recap around the time the games are wrapping up Saturday night, usually around midnight Eastern. Um, if you're still up, you want to talk about the games as they happen, come join us, youtube.com slash at the ACC football podcast. Uh, hit the subscribe button now, hit the bell icon now, and you'll get a notification and get a link sent right to you that you can join as we are going live Saturday night. Talk about all the action that was and really recap the day in college football. Uh, in I'm the meantime, off. I'm off Saturday. So if you want to go Ooh. earlier, we can maybe not wait till midnight, maybe, you know, 11 or the early crew at like 1045, something like mm, that. Maybe as soon as we my wife see. goes to bed. There you go. There you go. Uh, we're on Twitter. I'm at after Joey. He's at Mike McDaniel SI together at BC podcast ACC. You can send us an email to the longest email address known to man basketball conference podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Thank you. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever it's called now. Uh, any of those good places you go find your podcasts after the fact, you can go find us there. Uh, yep. Mike, where else can they find us on the social medias? Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find all of our podcasts there. Instagram at BC Podcast ACC. You already mentioned YouTube. Cannot emphasize it enough, though. YouTube.com slash at the ACC football podcast. We'll see you live on Saturday night. Shout out to everyone in the chat for showing up on an impromptu Wednesday night live show. Uh, when really you got work y'all. and everything else, it's one thing to drink with us on a Saturday night. It's another thing to drink with us on a Wednesday night. So. That's right. That's right. It's real commitment. So we, we appreciate those who uh, showed up here. Yep. Mike, Scott, I think that's all I got. Anything else before we get out of here? You can do it without me. I believe in you. <laughs> You're going to miss Saturday night. I think you said. Yep, I might call in or not call in. I might I might watch with my brother. Uh, we're, we're going on a little golf trip this weekend with my dad, so might watch watch the show. I think know? you have to call in at that point. Yeah, call in. Oh boy, you'll definitely be sober. This is going to be after four rounds in two days and a lot of beers. So you sure? Yeah, I've been on a lot of highly sober golf trips in my life so uh like yeah, my bachelor I, I believe trip. in you scott <laughs> like my bachelor trip that's right that was one there's an episode about that go find it in the archives if you want to don't do that don't do that don't recommend it mike scott's been fun want to uh, get together saturday night and uh do it again i will be there sounds good All right, until then, for Mr. Mike McDaniel and producer Scott, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you all so much for listening. We will talk to you again soon and enjoy the games. And until then, go ACC. Go ACC.